0: Welcome, it's indisputable, we got a lot of show today. Good to be with you, I'm your host, Rashad Richie. We have Miss Dina Dahl, law and crime analyst breaking down news of the day with me. And during the bullpen, my debate segment, I have none other than Professor John Burnett, New York University professor, managing director of One Empire Group. Top story for today, police Taser a man that they know is flammable because he just put liquid that burns on his body and they set him on fire and run out the room. Here's part of it. Now you're going to see the flames ignite. And all of the officers flee because they are such amazing public servants. The man was not under arrest. The individual was not there because he was in custody. There's significant background to the story and the officers were aware that he in fact, had a flammable liquid on his body. They knew this. Here's some background. The New York State Attorney General on Friday released this footage. This is how we know about it. The footage is of a man bursting into flames after being tased by cops inside an upstate police station in October. An encounter that led to the death of the man you saw. His name is Jason Jones. The disturbing surveillance video shows members of the Catskill Police Department running away. Leaving the man as he desperately tries to put out the flames, engulfing his upper body and head. So they took Mr. Jason Jones to the hospital. He goes to the hospital. It takes a while for this to happen, 15, 20 minutes. He goes to the hospital. Here's what happens next. Jason Jones, 29 died December 15th at a hospital in Syracuse after spending six weeks in a medically induced coma. The Office of New York Attorney General Letitia James is investigating the death. The footage made public by her office shows Jones pacing around the lobby of the police station, some 30 miles south of Albany, New York for about 10 minutes and speaking with several officers on October 30th. Well, he knew these officers, He was well known in that particular community. He was a former football star, everybody knew him. There was an altercation at a bar, he was not arrested at the altercation. He then came to the police department because he did not like how the police officers that he knew handled that particular altercation, okay? As Jones is on the floor, badly burnt and screaming in anguish. The officer who deployed the stun gun came back in the room, and appeared to try to get Jones' hands behind his back as he lay on the floor. Jones was never handcuffed, and a civilian whose face was blurred in the video came into the station to give him a hug. It would be about another 15 minutes before a medic brought in the gurney and wheeled Jones away to get treatment, according to the video. He died after spending 47 days on a ventilator. 47 days. He could not breathe. His lungs, were so badly burned, he could not absorb oxygen, according to the Albany Times Union. The newspaper reported that Jones, a former high school athlete in Catskill, had been at a nearby bar where police responded to a disturbance. He reportedly walked to the station and confronted the cops there. Police were initially treating this as an emotional disturbed person before they advanced on him and tased him. In an apparent attempt to arrest him according to the article. Now, here's where if anyone says Mr. Jason Jones got what he deserved. Here's where I completely differ from, from your conclusion, okay? He was not under arrest, he was not threatening to harm any officers. He was not an individual who had a warrant for his arrest, there was no reason for the police to tase him, there was a way to handle a disturbed person or person dealing with a mental health crisis or whatever it may be. There's a way to handle it. But the officers also knew that if you tase him, he is likely to be set on fire. Why did they know that? They knew that because they saw him apply hand sanitizer to his body. They saw this. He did it in front of them, they were aware. And because they have tasers, that means they are taser certified. If you're taser certified, that means you are aware that if you tase someone with alcohol on the outside of their body, they could ignite in a flame. They knew it, all of them were aware of this. They do not get certified without that knowledge. It gets deeper. Kevin Louis Brand, lawyer for the Jones family told the paper and I quote, Jason was unarmed in the police station and not threatening anyone. When the police hit him with 50,000 volts of electrical current and he ignited. Instead of helping Jason, the police ran out the room, shut the door and let him burn. A law enforcement expert went on record. This guy is usually on the other side of a lot of commentary here. But he went on record and he said, the use of force reportedly said officers are told to never use a taser on a person who is exposed to flammable liquids. They are told this. He told the paper the cops should have immediately tried to help Jones after he went up in flames. But you saw exactly what they did. They ran away. That's your finest. Protecting and serving. Ms. Dina Dahl, do I have this wrong?
1: Not at all. And I totally agree with your frustration in this moment because, you know, a police officers are public servants and we give them lethal weapons. And to ha- see what is being done with that weapon in this case is just so frustrating because like you said he was unarmed and then what they did afterwards i mean clearly what i think they will be charged with a crime here it was reckless manslaughter and possibly even some sort of murder charge there was definitely an extreme indifference to human life here as you said he hugely doused himself right before this happened and the fact that they didn't find a fire extinguisher or anything we're in the middle of a police department they're not out on the street here is just horrifying, really, what happened to this man. So I could see there being criminal charges against these police officers. And then to speak to kind of your frustration, this longer question of, you know, why do we have police officers in a badge with weapons who are so willing to treat people in this way?
0: Yeah, you know, if he needed to be arrested, you say, "Sir, put your hands behind you back. You under arrest." Uh, If he needed to be apprehended, where's he going? He's inside of your precinct. I'm sure you got about 50 or 60 cops around there that could apprehend him. You just saw him put alcohol on his body. He has hand sanitizer on his flesh. You know if you have taser certification, he will light up in a flame. This is egregious. We're gonna continue to follow it as it develops. There's another very egregious thing that has happened. An off duty police officer hits a black male and then gets out of his car and shoots him, kills him, he's dead. Then he calls 911 and says, well, the guy jumped on my windshield and I had to kill him, had to. But that's contrary to what the witnesses say. Let me bring you to the video, here it is.
2: I'm trying to bring my daughter, my wife is supposed to be more are yeah. hostile,
0: like, hostile right like, now. Nobody's
2: hostile, don't you say that. Nobody's hostile. Don't you say that. i hear it. Don't you say that. Nobody's hostile. Why don't you shot him? We got all the tickets Mine's on my side. Yes. Okay, I was coming down here. He ran across the street, so I stopped. Jumped on my car, started screaming, "Help! glass. I have my daughter, and my child in here. Yeah, okay, Are you able to? In any
0: no. no. you do? ground. Let's put up a picture of Mr. Walker who was killed that day. Okay, this is in North Carolina. The person who killed him is an off duty officer. He hit Mr. Walker, who was a pedestrian. According to the officer, Mr. Walker threw himself into the car. That's what he says. Jason Walker, 37 years of age. Walker's cousin said that he was involved in the social justice movement and cared deeply about the community. He tried to help young boys at the age of where they need strong black male role models. He's a good guy, according to the narrative. Jason Walker was killed outside of his home over the weekend. Then police said he ran into traffic and jumped onto the car. The person in the car, an off duty cop then shot him, killed him. Those who saw the incident happen, however, allege that the cop hit the 37 year old Walker with his truck and then jumped from his truck and shot the man. A bystander, let's put up a picture, Elizabeth Ricks, okay? Elizabeth Ricks, who was also present after the incident, got out of her car to try and apply pressure to Walker's wounds and save him according to Willard's tweets, okay? Ricks said that the cop who shot Walker, Did not make any effort to help render aid. She said that instead he was calling his boss with the sheriff's office. According to the sheriff's office, the deputy shot before calling 911 to report the man. Wow. Rick said that the deputy's wife was sitting and playing with her hair while all other deputies stood around and watched as she desperately tried to save Walker's. Life. She also noted that she ensured the final words Walker heard were of love and compassion, while these other supposed public servants ignored. Here is Rick's recounting why she helped Walker. For
2: him, yes, he right, he right. there. I didn't care what color he was. Or- Anything else? I saw a brother. I saw someone. He needed me because no one else were, was going to help him. No one else. And I'm saying this. He was not acting crazy. He didn't jump on traffic. That officer murderer shot him, hit him with his car. How would Jason jump onto hit a big truck? Explain to me. And then you're in
0: here for your life, and you are in a big truck. Fayetteville, North Carolina police. They refused to release the name of the off-duty cop who killed Mr. Walker. So when they play hide the pickle, we do something else. Here's their boss. Here's the chief of the Fayetteville police of North Carolina. Put a picture up. She did a big press conference today. Her name is Gina V Hawkins. I did not like the tone of her press conference to be quite honest with you, here's what we know for sure, okay? We know there was an off duty cop. We know there was some sort of accident with his vehicle when he hit a pedestrian. We know that he hit a pedestrian and shot a pedestrian. We also know that witnesses are claiming that he in fact was the aggressor. We know these things on the record right now. And we also know he got to go home, he has still not been arrested. Now damn it! do you think if I would have been in that situation, and shot somebody that I just hit with a car, and there's a witness saying that I was the aggressor. That I would go home, or that you would go home, or that Miss Dahl would go home. No, all of us would go to jail. We will go to jail. We will go to a magistrate. We would maybe get bond, maybe not, and we will go through the judicial process because that is what it is. It's due process. This is why people say defund the police. This is why people are upset about police conduct, why? Because routinely, we see this special treatment that we would not get in the same situation. Remember, almost every professional industry, there's a higher standard of responsibility. If you are an attorney, higher standard of responsibility. If you're a medical doctor, higher standard of responsibility. If you're a psychiatrist, higher standard of responsibility. Cop, lower standard of responsibility. Ms. Dina Dahl, what are your thoughts?
1: You're absolutely right here. I mean, he clearly hit the man, got out, and shot him. They said that there is not a bullet hole in his windshield. So right. that is what he did. It confirms the witnesses' statements. It reminds me actually with Ahmad Aubrey. He uh they we're also kind of part of the law enforcement and didn't get charged. And in fact, the DA who was friends with him and designed not to charge him is on trial, her, she's gonna be on trial herself, she got charged. Yep. So this is the same idea with him not being arrested. It's the connections, it's the uh, cover up. And like you said, yeah, why is it as an attorney? My character is checked before I can practice law. Mm-hmm. But yet yeah, a police officer who again has lethal weapons, It doesn't matter what his character is. I mean, I imagine what I think he will be charged. He should be charged criminally based on the facts here. And it'll be interesting to see what his conduct was as a police officer. I imagine if you do something like this, he's going to have had a lot of issues in his conduct as a police officer that will probably come into trial. But again, why do they have a lower standard here? I mean, police officers, you know, could be doing a public service. We could see them with respect. You know, we could. It could be a completely different situation, but what there's no uh, requirement for character, there's no ethical standards, there's no accountability, and and it leads to an officer like this who we probably will see him having done a lot while he was on yep. duty as well.
0: I, I guarantee you, as soon as we get that name, you're going to see that he has a record himself. Okay, you know we talk about guns and how it's ridiculous. The gun culture in America, guns, guns, guns. And I'm not anti gun. I get it. It's in the Constitution. You have a constitutional right to bear one. But with every right comes a level of responsibility. Every single right you have, there's a responsibility connected to it. A one year old gets shot, a baby, a mother gets shot by a toddler. This happened in Texas. On Wednesday, January 5th, a toddler in a Texas or at a Texas Walmart parking lot. Accidentally got hold of the handgun that was not secured. Wounding their mother and younger sibling, a two-year-old shoots a one-year-old. And the mother gets shot as well because the firearm is not secured. It's in Texas, okay? Horrendous story. This is according to the Associated Press. Police said the gun discharged once when the two-year-old took it from between a seat and the center console while in the car with a one year old sibling and with their 23 year old mother standing outside near the driver's side door. The children's 26 year old father was standing near the vehicles rear, according to the police. The mother and the one year old were taken in to the Fort Worth Hospital. The mother was wounded in the arm and chest. And the one year old had a leg injury, but it is reported that the mother and and uh, baby may have been released from the hospital. Police Lieutenant Russell Grizzard said Granbury police have not determined whether charges will be filed against the parents. It's possible, it's too early in the investigation to determine any criminal charges are going to be appropriate, but we will look into that, all right? You know where the real criminal charges need to go, not only with individuals Who are parents and not responsible gun owners where everybody could have been dead. The one year old, the two year old, the mother and the father could be dead right now because of this ridiculous and insane negligence. But also look at the culture of Texas, look at the gun culture of Texas. They have a thing called constitutional carry where you don't need a prerequisite to have a firearm, you don't need a permit. A license to carry? No, it's constitutional, so do as you wanna do, it's ridiculous. This is an expression of the culture. Having rights comes with responsibilities. When did we lose that in the conversation? The names of the parent, uh, parents and children have not been released. Uh, 2019 data from Texas Gun Sense, a nonprofit working for gun violence prevention cites this, at least 32 Texan children, below the age of 17 died in unintentional shootings in 2019. There were 3,683 gun related deaths in Texas in the same year, according to the organization. And when Texas and other states passed this stand your ground law, guns everywhere law, and this constitutional carry law, guess what? Increases every year, the number of gun deaths in those states. Direct correlation to the policy and culture of those said states. Ms. Dina Dahl, what are your thoughts on this?
1: I mean, absolutely. We are having a you know gun control and this epidemic is so widespread and it's become even more political. This idea that you should have unfettered gun rights you know we have the first amendment and we have free speech but we also have libel laws defamation laws we right. have a lot of restrictions on our constitutional rights but for whatever reason gun owners or you know believe that the second amendment should have no restrictions and it's creating chaos really in our country and these parents you know there is actually um a storage law in Texas that is a misdemeanor they could choose to charge the parents with that to have a loaded weapon unsecured like that in a car is insane. They're lucky they also didn't hit a bystander. Yeah. Uh, but they probably will also get a visit from social services. And that may be their one consequence because they clearly put their children in harm's way with that gun.
0: Yeah, uh, very unfortunate. Uh, I'm glad everyone is alive. I'm really happy that everybody is alive. Let this be the warning of warnings to that family and others. We got more on the other side is indisputable stick and stay. All right, welcome back. We got a lot of show left. Let me remind everyone the watch list with the big homie Gerald Jackson. So proud, so proud of our big homie. This is an amazing show starting January 24th. Join JR Jackson live weekdays, 12 p.m. Eastern time, 9 a.m. Pacific time for The Watch List, A new 10-week test series on TYT. Find out what stories you should be paying attention to in news, politics, culture, current events, sports, and more. Make sure to support J.R. by watching live daily. And don't forget to subscribe and follow at youtube.com forward slash watchlisttyt and facebook.com forward slash watchlist. Watch list, TYT, all right, and don't forget uh, we are the first. Many times TYT is the first to really hold the powerful accountable. We don't care who you are, we don't care what party you represent, all right? Make sure you're part of that change in this country and beyond. TYT has been there for you. You can be part of the change machine by becoming a member at tyt.com forward slash change. Let me read these amazing comments. TYT member of me see the silver dragon says, Catskill, a small town where I used to live before I moved to upstate, solid red cops pretended they're big time peacekeepers. This is horrendous. There isn't anything that more painful than being burned. Those cowards need to be charged with murder. Just be anti racist says, whomever is responsible for this gun and or registered to must be held accountable, responsible and charged accordingly. YouTube Super Chat, Bernie the Kiwi Dragon. It looks, and sounds like they weren't trained at all. Rose Rosie, this has to be one of the most effed up things I have heard. And that says a lot. Um, Is it Woozle? Forgive me if I'm saying it wrong, 1967. Did he also throw himself in the path of the bullets? I mean, this, this off duty cop is spinning the ultimate what it happened was story. And he's getting away with it. They did not arrest him at nothing. Um, urban mask, disturbing trend in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Look up Stephen Addison. Yep, road rage. Something to Ferris is going on here. Um, Tracy Ravenhawk, Ravenhawk, excuse me. Kids put their hands all over everything. You have to lock that firearm down. Agreed. Let's go to Twitch. Odd Storms. I don't even want cops to be charged with the crimes. I want them to stop, agreed, I want them to stop, yeah. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I wish a Karen would.
2: You wanna call the police on him for having a barbecue on a In, Sunday. You're, you're still afraid, Back off! I'm gonna come an African-American man threatening my life. He's there. a
0: Yep, all right, Karen Nicity here runs deep. Uh, There's a male, he tells this Karen, hey, if your dog is going to poop, you need to pick up behind your dog. Okay, that's just being a responsible dog owner and she gets upset. She does in fact pick up the feces and decides to throw it at the man. I mean, you could have easily put it in the garbage can or whatever appropriate place it should go. Not on the body of another human being that you're upset at. So some may ask, is it even illegal? Yes, it is considered assault. Okay, um, here it is, is it illegal to throw your poop? Yep, your poop or someone else's poop is against the law. It is a crime to knowingly or intentionally in a rude, insolent, or angry manner place any bodily fluid or waste on another person. So the man's reaction is a reaction to an assault. So he was within the legal justification for his action. But we have an attorney to really break it down. Ms. Dina Dahl, was he legally justified by utilizing force to get the woman away from him who had just slung you know what?
1: I think he has a strong argument that he was in self defense. I mean, it's possible they could say that her threat had ended. I'm not sure if in that moment she was turning around and leaving herself, in which case the threat had ended and then him punching her is his own assault possibly but i think this is the kind of situation where i don't think they would bring any charges because they've both kind of done an assault maybe at this point so
0: you know i think okay what about temporary insanity because i have to believe if somebody would put something like this on my body uh for a moment i'm going to lose it am i okay am i legally in the clear here
1: you know it's true that it's provoked right i mean that is part of like maybe self defense is a okay. prov- provocation right uh, Again, I think that this is the kind of situation where he would be okay. That they would not say that somehow he assaulted her because either a she, you know, she did assault him first. If yeah. the threat ended, it was still probably uh, enough of a provocation that they wouldn't
0: charge him. Come on, Miss Dahl. I mean, if if getting dog feces thrown at you and it hits your body is not provocation, it's gonna be it's gonna be very difficult. To say some other things are provocation in this world.
1: Well, exactly. And that's why sometimes the law can be so technical, but you kind of have to take a step back and look yeah. at the reality of the situation, would be that, you know, I don't think a jury in the world would somehow convict him after seeing what she did.
0: All right. I got something for everybody. Double dose.
1: You want to call the police on him for having a
2: barbecue on a in- Sunday. You're my feel talking- I'm gonna tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. I just mace her. There's literally a fireman oh, there.
0: So according to witnesses, a fireman was actually outside. A fireman was there. He saw the whole thing and he was saying in his mind, My name Bennett, and I ain't in it. Uh, This happened because the potential patron decided not to wear a mask and also did not have ID to enter. That's according to the bouncer who posted this on TikTok. Police did make contact with this particular Karen, but according to the narrative, she did not even get a citation. This is part of the challenge. The challenge is when you have behavior like this that goes unchecked, It doesn't stop the behavior, it empowers the behavior. She was obviously wrong and criminal for doing exactly what she did. But wow, if you do not have the proper prerequisite, remember businesses can enforce a mask mandate, but you didn't even have an ID. They had an ID mandate at this particular place. You didn't even have an ID, so you're zero for two. Doing what you're doing is proving why you should not be inside of that establishment. Ms. Dina Dahl, are they right? Are they proper in their legal understanding to say, no ma'am, no ID, no mask, no entry?
1: Yes, absolutely. They can definitely borrow you. I think not having an ID, that seems, I mean, we've been dealing with that for ages, never mind the mask. Um, It's a good thing they have strong glass because those were pretty heavy objects she was trying to hit them with. I mean, it's a sad situation. She seems like somebody who's troubled and it was uh, Christmas Eve, which we don't really know what is going on with her. And possibly that was why she didn't get the citation. But you you would think that she would have known before walking there or taking her scooter there that she wasn't gonna be let in because of the fact she didn't have the ID let alone the mask.
0: Yeah, all right, we got more on the other side. It's indisputable, stick and stay. All right, welcome back. We got a lot of show left. Let's get to it, got a lot of comments. I will read as many as I can, okay? Uh, TYT member Jamba Gino, it's not often you see someone throw a literal-ish fit. Yep, literal. Infantry chef, chef Karen is full of the Christmas spirit and by spirit, probably vodka i concur trisha briggs uh, thank you for being our voice doc i also was furious hearing how those cops just let that poor man burn protect and serve my ass Uh, trisha thank you so much my i completely agree with you Um, aaron Aquinos, the dog probably thought humans are nuts if you go back on that video go back and look at the video she literally drags the dog like the dog is not running with her, she's dragging the dog as she does this insane thing. Um, App Happy says, I think people have really lost their minds from COVID-19. Biting Gail, this camera shows high intelligence using tools. (laughs) Um, They call me Taj. That's gross, and to pick it up and throw it is even worse, yeah. Octosqueedy says, damn carrot, that scooter is taller than you are. <laughs> yeah, um, also they call me Mr. Todd says, imagine poor employees have to deal with this on top of their stressors, on top of the stresses they already have, that's right, that's right. All right, uh, let me take you to a really sad story. A black woman, social worker dedicated her life to children, gets a call, to check on a potentially dangerous situation with six children. She goes there, she gets stabbed to death by the white male at the house. Put up a picture of this guy, they finally caught him, okay? I'm gonna give you some background to this story. Let's put up the picture again of the social worker. Her name is Deidre Silas, beautiful smile. And by all accounts from everybody that knew her, beautiful person inside and out. According to CBS Chicago, Deidra Silas conducted a home visit in Sangamon County after reports of six young children were being endangered, surfaced. It came to her desk. So what did she do? She did her job. She went to the home to investigate and was stabbed by 32-year-old Benjamin Reed, who was white. Let's put up a picture of Benjamin Reed again. The youngsters ranging in ages one to seven were allegedly in the house when this happened but did not witness the crime. It became a huge crime scene. Here's a picture from that crime scene. It was a massive shock to that community. The murder happened shortly after 4 p.m. In Thayer, Illinois, a town 20 miles outside of Springfield. The Sangamon County Sheriff's Office told the news outlet that officers responded to the stabbing and had to enter the house by force. Silas was already dead upon police arrival, the children were not injured during the attack. The Department of Children and Family Services Director Mark Smith released a statement regarding the tragic death of this social worker. Mr. Smith said and I quote, the Department of Children and Family Services is deeply saddened by the tragic death of our colleague Deidre Silas. Our most heartfelt condolences, thoughts and prayers are with her family during this difficult time. Social work is more than just a job, it is a calling. I'm highlighting this because I work with young kids who have to be placed in temporary homes. I was a foster kid myself and I work with various organizations that do this kind of work and it's dangerous work because of what you just saw. But this is not a one off. Sometimes there are fights, sometimes there's uh, extreme aggression, terroristic threats, and that's why many times social workers will actually request a local law enforcement agent to go with them when they do what's called an on site visit in order to see if children are in danger. Support your local social workers. Do that. Support those agencies because they are doing tremendous work on behalf of children on a regular basis. Ms. Dahl, what are your thoughts about this?
1: I think she died a hero. And I'm so glad you're highlighting this. And I wish it would get picked up nationally because those, you know, she was the allegations of abuse of those kids were probably really happening. And she saved those children from abuse essentially and lost her life as a result of it. I mean, the epidemic of addiction and mental illness in this country is creating huge amount of children that are in danger and it's really overlooked by the national media. I mean, I've analyzed cases a lot. Uh, criminal trials where it is a parent that causes the death of a child. And it is only our social services and social workers who are the buffer and can be there to protect these children and look to see what is the home situation really like without them, these children have nobody. So to me, she's a hero and it's just so sad that she lost her life as a result of this.
0: I agree with you wholeheartedly, she likely has saved the lives of these children. She has exposed, obviously exposed why this is a bad person to be around children. And in the process of doing that, she made the ultimate sacrifice. So she will be noted as a hero here at TYT. There's a story I did a few months back. I wanna remind you of what happened to a black kid and his teacher. Here it is.
2: Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Get the bro! Hey, on field, hold on, hold on, hold on. That. Hey, hold on, hey! bro, move! Hold on, hold on. Move! What, what the f? Get Get the Get the off him. Get, the all bill. You <laughs> get the Okay, well, off him! No security. Security. Get Get Get
0: This is a science teacher, this is your update, that science teacher has finally been Fired. Okay, let's put up a picture of Mr. William Bennett, there he is. We previously covered this story back in August, okay? The former teacher at Marion Seymour High School in Kentucky was fired last month after an investigation into a fight caught on video in August 2021. Found that the science teacher escalated the situation by making inappropriate comments to the student. Bennett admitted, he said he did it, to saying something to Jameer Strain about being shot. The kid he was pouncing on, that he was grabbing and choking, grabbing his hair. That kid was actually a victim of being shot, a gunshot victim in his classroom, that's who that was, okay? Because of his statement, it provoked the student to strike Bennett, the teacher, that's according to the letter, okay? Bennett then caught the student, he ran after the student and put his whole body and weight on top of the student who had previously told outlets that he had been shot in a drive by shooting in 2020. Said he hit Bennett first because the teacher said, You would be just another black boy shot. Okay. Previous records reveal that he was reprimanded in Hardin County decades ago. I'm talking about the teacher. After he admitted to calling a noisy class a bunch of monkeys, kicking a trash can and singling out a student who cursed at him after he threatened him with detention. In 2001, he was fired from his job. At Elizabethtown Independent Schools about 45 miles south of Louisville. After he was arrested for breaking into an apartment to see his girlfriend was cheating on him, first of all, I hope she was. So he broke into the apartment to see if his girlfriend was cheating on him, according to the Carrier Journal. The case was eventually sent up to the state standards board, which formally admonished him in September of that year. His personal file at Elizabethtown shows he was written up for making sexual jokes and calling students who did not laugh, Nazi humorist. Tracy Hunt, a principal of the Marion Seymour School told district investigators that Bennett previously refused to complete the school's mandatory implicit bias training and was involved with a previous incident with the school counselor leading her to have concerns about his performance as a teacher well before the altercation. The district investigation also revealed that Bennett, who can appeal his recent termination, has had at least one other physical run in with the student at a previous job. If white privilege does not reign supreme in this story. You have a white male teacher who's on record over the span of years for being racist, sexist, violent, criminal, inside and outside of work. Multiple chances, he gets fired, gets another job. He gets fired, gets another job. He gets fired, gets another job. And all of a sudden, we caught one on video. Now, oh my God, I cannot believe Mr. Bennett would do such a thing. What? It's in his file, he already did it. What do you mean you can't believe he did it? He's already done it before, and you hired him. So this, to me, permeates beyond the moment and connects back to a district and multiple districts who have allowed this individual, this science teacher to operate immune from the responsibility of his actions toward others. They are at fault as well. Ms. Dana Dahl, Dahl, what are your thoughts?
1: I agree. I mean, I could see them actually having some legal fault as well, some liability, because that is kind of shocking how bad his record was there. Horrible either they didn't look into it, which is a failure, or they completely dismissed it. You know, I remember talking about the story when it first came out with you actually in August. And yep. at the time then, even with just the little information we had, I thought this person shouldn't be a teacher anymore because again, you know we've talked before, like these children are in a vulnerable situation. They're, they're young and these teachers are in charge of them. They're trying to teach them about life, not just academics. So, so have a teacher like that is especially harmful. I'm glad he got fired and it is shocking to me that he was able to keep his job for as long as he did.
0: Yeah, same here. I'm actually hoping that he gets arrested in 2022 for what he did by assaulting That young black male who's a child inside of the school system. Clearly, Ms. Dahl, that was after the threat was gone. He literally chased the student outside of the classroom in order to physically violate that student. All right, I got a question for everybody. What in the red state hell? You can take a gun, shoot somebody in the face. It's not hard. Sometimes it might even be fun if they're a godless commie.
3: Now what they're trying to do is sneak the COVID vaccine in your salads. I, never had, I hate math. Somebody say amen. It's very possible and probable we have the antidote, okay? And the antidote is even for those that have been vaccinated. And, 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 and the research he's already sent me just blew me away. And they're going to tear me apart, but hey, they they tear me apart all the time. And I've been practicing this for 20 years, and um, everybody's always said I'm cray-cray, and I am. But I'm crazy like a fox, okay? And guys, when I tell you this, please, you know, take it with a grain of salt, but go do the research, okay? Because this is going to just be like, there's no way. But the antidote that we've seen now, and we have tons and tons of research, is urine therapy. Okay, and I know to a lot of you, a lot of you, this sounds crazy, but guys, God's given us everything we need, okay? Test and prove all things, okay? Um, This has been around for centuries. Um, We've got research after research, documented, peer-reviewed, published papers on urine.
0: We do, we have this. He's lying. Uh, Urine therapy does not, has not proven to stop or cure COVID-19, okay? Uh, let's put up a picture of this guy, anti-vaxxer guy, all right? Let's put his picture up, there it is. Uh, his name is Christopher Key. Christopher Key posted over the weekend on his Telegram account after he was released from jail over trespassing. Uh, he posted this ridiculous commentary about <sighs> about urine therapy. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the man you see is a man who drinks urine. And he admits he has been drinking urine for at least 20 years. So ladies, if you see this guy on a dating app, just know this is a man who drinks urine, his own urine, all right? He was in a Jefferson County jail in Birmingham, Alabama. He was charged with criminal trespass in the third degree for an arrest at a Whole Foods in April. Key had planned, now get this, Key had planned a road trip where he would conduct citizen arrests multiple against who democratic governors let me give you some background to that at the end of december key set out on his road trip with the goal of arresting democratic state governors over their vaccine mandates in a series of telegram posts in mid december key also showed off an arsenal of weapons including a flamethrower and a high capacity uh, and high capacity firearms here's the picture steve Bannon starter kit Okay. He initially gained national notoriety after threatening to execute pharmacist. And there he is, Miss Dina Dahl. You're in therapy.
1: Yeah, you know, I got a few things with this situation here. One, I like how he says I have a double-blind study, and then in the next sentence he said, "Well, it's just anecdotal because we can't, you know, do get enough volunteers to research this." So he's lying in that own statement. Yep. It's amazing though, his uh, intent to um, arrest the governors. That sounds to me actually like attempted kidnapping. Why is this person not being charged with stuff like that? We talked about this on the show before where these crazies do things that are really serious but somehow not arrested for it. It sounds like he was arrested for trespassing. But if you are saying you're gonna go uh, with these weapons and basically attempt to kidnap a governor. He should be charged with
0: that. Yeah, and just imagine if these individuals, you know, would have been, let's say, Muslim, last name is Muhammad, or they would have been black, and they're posing with guns, saying they're going to start arresting sitting governors, uh, that they've already made efforts to go to these states. Uh, It would be a problem to the uh, conscience of white America. But for some reason, oh, this is, he's just, no, he's no problem. He is a problem. He already, the guy drinks his own urine, all right? it's no telling what he'll do with his life. Uh, Ms. Dina Dahl, thank you so much. How can people follow you, check out your great work.
1: Thank you so much for having me. They can follow me on Twitter, Dahl one
0: Do not forget the big homie, JR Jackson. Live weekdays, 12 p.m. Eastern time, 9 a.m. Pacific time. Watch list, the watch list starting January 24th. This is a new 10-week test series on TYT. I'm sure it's gonna do great. Find out what stories you should be paying attention to in news, politics, culture, current events, sports and more. Make sure to support JR by watching live, all right? Watch live daily and don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash TYT and facebook.com forward slash watchlisttyt. Make sure you become a member, take care of yourself, take care of each other, Take care of the planet, remember the truth is always indisputable.